My name is Harrison Wheeler, and this is Technically Speaking. This show is produced in collaboration with Studio Pod Media. For information on our episodes, articles, and professional community, head to technicallyspeakinghw.com today. What is going on, Technically Speaking family? It has been so long. As a matter of fact, I believe we're going on close to four months since the last drop of our podcast, and that was a year-end wrap-up back in December. But alas, we're here, and I'm excited to share with you information on the next five episodes. There is going to be a little bit of difference here, and that is we're going to start releasing episodes every other week versus every week. That ensures at least we're covered and I'm not working down to the last minute to get these out the door. I think this is going to end up being a way better quality and a more consistent cadence for us moving forward. In some news, I'll be presenting at Figma Config this year, which takes place May 10th and 11th. It is a 24 hour conference this year. I believe there are over 65 sessions with 100 speakers. Talk about the global perspectives. I'm so excited for this. And I will be presenting specifically on creating a safe and inclusive environment. Facilitation as a core skill set for designer is gonna be necessary, especially as we are moving into this hybrid working environment. And so I consider that the design MC, but this is as much as I will tease for you. You'll have to register for the conference. It's free. Head on over to config.figma.com to sign up. And, uh, you know, I hope to see you there. If you haven't heard by now, I just released the technically speaking product design glossary. It's 118 need to know terms centered around the ins and out of user experience design. The best part about it is that it's a free download. Head on over to technicallyspeakinghw.com or our Instagram for more information. Now, I wanna give you a little preview into our upcoming shows. Let's get into it. Jasmine Orange works as a UX lead at Ernst & Young. In this episode, we talk to her about her background in industrial design and her passion for designing beyond the screens. Jasmine shares her vision on design principles that need to be fixed and the value of open communication within design environments. When I first started as an intern, I was like, I'm going to work full time here. And then four months later, I did. And then I was like, I'm going to be a user experience designer in the next six months. And then I did. And I think me saying it out loud really helped. I was in this mindset then about getting good and then getting fast. And that's all I care about. And I think now the difference is now that I'm in a lead position, it's, I care a little less about being fast. I think the idea of the move fast, break things, that's always stuff my Tim's just to let you know that I've never liked that phrase because it's always been so weird to say. It's because they're like, move fast, break things. And it's like, well, yeah, but have you ever broken anything? Have you ever had to clean up glass on the floor after you broke it? That takes forever. 
Have you ever had to take responsibility for your actions? Have you ever had to take responsibility for your actions? <laughs> uh, By the way, I, I, love, I, I love that what scuffs my Thames. I, I need to write that down. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but it resonates so well. The creative director, Dan Maul, joins the show to talk about his career path and the moments that led him to start Super Friendly, his agency that's all about design systems. Dan shares his ethos and explains why he considers himself as an intentional person. We explore some of the key moments within the foundation of Super Friendly, and we talk about the practices that companies value the most when it comes to working with agencies. So I consider everyone to be creative. Part of that's my worldview. You know, like I don't like using the word creatives because I think that like in some ways it excludes people like unintentionally that like, oh, this set of group is creative. And then like, and then there's other, right? And, and there's a bunch of other people who are not. And I'm like, I don't know. I think everybody has the capacity for it. I think that's part of my worldview as a, you know, I grew up Christian. I'm a Christian. And I'm like, I believe people were created in God's image and God creates stuff. And so we do too. Like we have the capacity for it. So I think that people have been in the same way that like every kid can draw. But then when kids become adults, there are things that stop them from drawing, like fear and insecurity and criticism and, and all that stuff. But if you if you unpack all that stuff and you remove that stuff, hey, an adult can draw again. <laughs> like so so I believe that I believe that really strongly. So I think a lot of the stuff that I do tends to be like trying to encourage myself, my family, my friends, and strangers that like they can make things because I think there's a lot of power in that, that that really changes people's lives. So, you know, that's kind of like my my ethos. My therapist has been asking me about my ethos lately. What's your ethos? And I'm like, I think it's that. I think it's that like everyone is a creator, you know, when we, we can do those things and and make good things in, in our lives and each other's lives. Kat Small is a staff designer, cat lover, karaoke singer, writer, and gamer. She's currently leading the design of Goals at Asana. And in this episode, we go deep into her vision of design management and the key elements to build a successful design team, as well as what senior designers leadership means. I, I found myself less interested in some of the more peopling side of things and much more interested in how can we as a team design experiences. And, and like, I just feel really compelled by designing and building bigger and better things. And so something I'm really interested in long-term personally is how can we have more concepts of like lead designers that aren't managing people because I think these are two very intense jobs and mushing them together. You know, for me, I had to do manager coach, like player coach type management. And I think like I was definitely burning out at that point. So that was, that was like a good, like, you know, kind of stepping my toe into the water, realizing like, oh, there are parts of this I enjoy, but I think the parts of this I like are things that I can do as an IC individual contributor. And so that maybe means that I should stick to that and figure out how I can infuse those parts into my current job. And if I get to a point where I'm tired of the core things that I do as a senior or a staff IC, well, then that's a bigger conversation that I need to have. And I can then figure out, like, do I want to manage people at that point? Do I want to do something else. And so far, I've, I've checked in with myself every year, basically. And I really love mentoring people. I really love creating awesome stuff with people, like in collaboration with people. I don't actually even need to be the person doing the super detailed specs in Figma, but 
I do really have a lot of opinions about experience design and I want to be in those conversations and I want to even like drive those conversations. Timothy Barlevins is a product design leader that works to combat misinformation and harmful content inside Meta apps. In this episode, Timothy has some interesting advice and views around what he calls chaotic good leadership, transparency, and accountability. I think the big thing is, and it's something that I get from my best of best friends, Anthony Carroll's like, she says all the time, like, systems are designed, right? Like they're designed to do the thing they meant to do and they can be redesigned. And so when you look at a lot of these things, policies, approaches, processes, whatever, at one point they were designed to do exactly what they're supposed to do. And so like a lot of times what we do is we try to augment and change a process to say, hey, how do we check on this thing that it could better, more efficient, more effective, whatever. And my approach is again, chaotic good. Do we even need this process? Can we just set the thing on fire and do something else? Like. I'm, I'm really big on like, we don't need it. Let's get rid of it and do something better. Like, why are we holding on to things for what legacy? We learn from it, let's pull those learnings, do the next thing. And so a lot of that comes from the, you know, if you look at stuff from, it was designed to do this thing, is it still doing that thing? And if not, then do we need it? Then you sort of start to approach it, approach different stairs very differently. Right. My clubhouse friend, Chris Toms, joins the show to unravel the events that led him into the creative business after dedicating his life to soccer coaching. We touch upon the value of transferable skills and creating safe spaces to reframe the conversations inside a work environment. Plus, he shares how he got in touch with the children and communities that he's designing for and how that is now a part of his purpose. I attempt to engage in co-design as much as possible. I go to the people. That is the thing about me is I don't really want my questions about students being answered by product managers who don't know any students or who haven't seen poor black students. That was one of the, the big pieces of work that I did at my company is I, I went to poor and disenfranchised areas and I did the research there. I started there and that was incredibly powerful work. I think some folks have said that that work was landmark for our company and actually changed our perspective on a lot of things. And I credit all of that to the students trusting me to tell their stories and the teachers, the black teachers that I met in those areas, trusting me to tell their stories. And I'm endlessly grateful for that. I mean, that's, it's super humbling, but it's also a responsibility because I see myself, I saw myself in the kids that I went and worked with. And that was, that was rough. It was, it was rough going to areas where education or not, maybe kids aren't getting out of middle school alive, you know, and seeing, seeing how your product is used in those circumstances. I wonder what we'd learn about our products if we went to the places that desperately need them to work to find out if they did, right? I wonder what we'd design if we did that. I, I, wonder, what, what, I wonder what sort of empathy we've developed, what sort of skill sets would become required if we did that all the time. The idea, the responsibility that you'd mentioned that the folks that you're researching are trusting you to bring their story back. I mean, that just, that just hits a whole different element of humanizing the work that we do. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed getting a little taste of what's to come. I am looking forward to getting things rolling again, and I hope you are too. I can't wait to share the insightful conversations that I have with our guests. You can follow Technically Speaking on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn at Technically Speaking HW. If you're having a hard time remembering that, don't worry, I've added the links in the show notes. And if you haven't already, be sure to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on. That's it for now. I'll see you next week as we drop the first episode of the next season. Peace.